From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. This weekend, all over the world, amateur radio operators are gathering together to participate in what's called Field Day. Well, let's back up a little bit. What is amateur radio? Why has it been so important in the technological development uh, of the country? And also a whole lot of fun. And I myself am an amateur. And uh, a little bit more specifically, what is Field Day and what are some of our Mon Valley area amateur radio operators doing this weekend? Our guests this week are Chuck Gessner, uh, also known as W3ON. He is the recording secretary of the Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club based in McKeesport. Uh, Good morning, Chuck. Hello. Hello. And also on the line with us right now is Tim Duffy, uh, also known as K3LR. He is the Western Pennsylvania Section Chief for the American Radio Relay League, which is the country's largest amateur radio organization. Uh, Good morning to you, Tim. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. So uh, first things first, Chuck, uh, when people are hearing this, uh, members from the Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club will be up at White Oak Park participating in Field Day. What what is Field Day and, and what are you guys doing up there? Uh, field Day is an emergency operations drill uh, meant to uh, uh, allow us to make contacts with other radio amateurs in the United States and Canada. It's to test our operating skills and to update our skills um, uh, as far as operating is concerned. You guys, uh, I, I've been up to see your setup at White Oak Park, and it is uh, very impressive. It's a very nice, uh, nice clean, and uh, professional, and if I can say so, fun-looking setup. Uh, thank you. Uh, we, we've been up there at that location at the Water Tower site in Carpenter's Lane for probably well over 30 years. Uh, that's, a, that's an Allegheny County park. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have to get permission to use that. No one else gets to use that other than uh, uh, the Two Rivers Club and the Boy Scouts. Uh, other than that, that part, that part, that section is not open to the public. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you some more questions about the, the Two Rivers Club, but I want to bring Tim in here. Tim is the Western Pennsylvania Section Chief for the American Radio Relay League. He lives up in Mercer County. Uh, Tim, from the American Radio Relay League's point of view, what is, what is field day? Did, did Chuck kind of capture it? Yeah, you know, Chuck did. Uh, it, is, it is all about local clubs uh, like Chuck's, and these, these local clubs, there are thousands of them that are participating in field day this weekend and this is a full-blown emergency exercise so this is this is a a test on what would happen to uh, the airwaves in the event there was an emergency you know we're on generator power emergency power solar power and we're powering our amateur radio stations and making communications all around the country and even around the world a little bit But, you know, when uh, a lot of these disasters happen, the cell phone networks and the police radios and fire radios no longer work. They get overloaded. So when all else fails, there's amateur radio. The hams come through. Well, I was just about to say, uh, everybody's got a cell phone, and and this show goes out in addition to our uh, two AM radio affiliates, goes out uh, on the Internet. Why, Why isn't the Internet? Hasn't the Internet and cell phones, haven't that replaced amateur radio? <laughs> no, it hasn't. And in fact, <laughs> hardly. radio is more yeah. important today than it's been 
in years just because the fact that the internet is so vulnerable the internet requires ac power it it can only handle so much traffic what happens if the power goes out and your your cable modem or your dsl modem no longer works or you go to starbucks and the wi-fi doesn't work because the connections are blown out due to a disaster that's where amateur radio comes in so this weekend we are testing all those communications through thousands of volunteers, amateur radio operators throughout the country that are just doing the same thing, going to parks, going to public places, setting up and testing our amateur radio gear. It, it is field day this weekend for uh, radio amateurs around the country, and uh, people who have heard me talk on uh, AM or FM radio uh, think I'm a radio amateur, but that's not what we mean by that. Uh, we mean folks who are doing uh, two-way radio emergency communications and also hobby communications. Uh, Tim Duffy is on the line with us right now. He is K3LR. He's got a website at K3LR.com. He's the Western Pennsylvania Section Chief for the American Radio Relay League. Also on the phone with us right now is Chuck Gessner, w 3 O-N, from the Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club in McKeesport. They are on the web at trarc.net. Chuck, uh, let's get back to you uh, before we talk a little bit more about field day and about emergency uh, radio communications. Tell me about you. When did you get into the radio hobby? Oh, uh, I got interested in it when I was a teenager um, in the 1950s, so I'm not a youngster <laughs> by far. Uh, but I never got a license. It uh, uh, wasn't until wasn't until the CB radio craze of the uh, 1970s that uh, I became reinterested in this stuff. Uh, I had always been interested in shortwave listening. So I was just about to ask, you were listening to, to the, of course, in the Cold War, that shortwave broadcasting was really important. Oh, yeah, I used did a lot of that. It, it was a hobby thing for uh-huh. me in those days. Of course, I was working at the time for, for USDO, and, of course, I, I spent time in the military in the 60s, too, during the Vietnam area. Uh, but then in 1973, uh, the local community college, Allegheny County Community College, uh, through their uh, night classes, um, uh, they offered amateur radio uh, um, uh, uh, classes. So I went and signed up for it. I, much to my surprise, when I went in there, we had a we had a uh, a classroom full of people uh, wanting to uh, to study for the uh, novice, what we call the novice uh, beginner's license. Okay. And so uh, I signed up for it. Um, well, after about six or seven weeks of that, uh, there was there was six or seven of us left in the <laughs> class. The rest the rest had dropped out. And um, um, and I continued. I got my license in January of two thousand. I'm sorry, of nineteen seventy three. And I've been licensed continuously ever since then. At, uh, wow. Uh, with uh, uh, with different license classes, I went all the way from from novice class through. Uh, uh, through general to uh, advanced class, all the way up to extra class, which is my current license. A- extra class, I-, I like to tell people if they're familiar with the Boy Scouts, it's kind of the Eagle Scout of uh, amateur radio. That's as that's as high as you go. And very few of us, I know, I I haven't made it out of technician class yet, and yet, and a couple of my friends keep uh, kicking me in the pants about that. And and how and, h- how long yeah. has your club been around, uh, uh, Chuck? 1962 is when okay. we started. Okay. Uh, we, okay. We, we, I, want, I want to ask you a little bit about some of the different uh, activities, uh, including emergency activities, that the Two Rivers Club has been involved with. Um, but before we take a break, uh, Tim, let me ask you, when did you get into amateur radio? You know, I got in, involved in amateur radio when I was 12 years old, and I uh, got my first license and uh, went through the ranks of novice and general and advanced and extra. And by the time I was 14... So I was an eighth grader 
I had my extra class license, and so it's, uh, this hobby has been a lifelong 44-year journey, and uh, today being section manager of the American Radio Relay League and leading Western Pennsylvania in all the activities that we do to promote amateur radio and take care of emergency communications, this is, uh, it's been phenomenal. So, you know, my, I, I'm president of my local club. I've been president now for 15 years, and we have over 60 members, lots of young people coming into the hobby. We run licensed classes. We have uh, Elmer demonstration classes so people can get proficient in the uh, art of amateur radio and communications. And a lot of the people that are getting involved today go on to get jobs that are involved in cellular telephone where they use their amateur radio experience and their knowledge together with uh, some basic uh, electronics to get great jobs. So amateur radio is alive and well here in western Pennsylvania. We're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to ask you when we come back from the break, uh, Tim, I want you to define that term, Elmer, because that is a very popular term in the ham radio community, but um, I don't want to lose the audience too much, okay? Stay tuned. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412 664 You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. The loss of our local daily newspaper is hitting everyone hard, and one thing many folks are missing is our local obituary page. At Tube City Community Media, we're trying to help. McKeesportobituaries.com is a free service updated every day with memorials and death notices from throughout the Monoc area. It's a partnership with your local funeral professionals. We would appreciate your tax-deductible contribution, but you'll never have to pay to get the information you need. It's just a mouse click away. McKeesportobituaries.com Another service of Tube City Online. And we're back on Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, Internet Radio WMCK.FM, and Tube Our guests this morning are Chuck Gessner of the Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club in McKeesport and Tim Duffy from the American Radio Relay League. We're talking about amateur radio. This weekend is Field Day. It is a worldwide. Uh, we've been using the word emergency exercise, but I think it's also um, fun and enjoyable for most of the folks who participate in it. A worldwide exercise among amateur radio operators, millions of amateur radio operators from around the world who are testing out equipment and testing out their skills in the event of a, an emergency, a communications emergency. Be- uh, before we took the break, Tim, you used the term Elmer. Uh, what does Elmer mean in the amateur radio community? You know, the, the term Elmer means somebody who is a sponsor or a helper or a, a more directly as a mentor that uh, that acts as the information uh, a person that allows you get involved with the hobby, and this is the guy or the girl with all the answers, and uh, and has access to the local radio club, and and can provide a wealth of knowledge to get you involved and answer your questions and help you along the way. So, Elmers are very very important in uh, the amateur radio ranks, 
and we take great pride in making sure that we have lots of Elmers to work with the new folks that are coming into the hobby. You know, there's a lot of people that are just retiring, and they're looking for a great hobby to meet people and to learn things, and amateur radio is just a fabulous way to do that. You mentioned that there are, are women Elmers, too, um, and that reminds me that uh, when I was uh, debating whether or not I was going to get my license, and like Chuck, I was mostly a shortwave listener, uh, but it was sort of debating, was I going to get my license, was I not? Um, my, my Elmer was, was a woman, uh, uh, editor of mine at the McKeesport Daily News, who she and her husband were very active in, in amateur radio. She, unfortunately, has passed on now, but you know, every day I would go to work and she'd say, did you get your license yet? Did you take the test yet? Finally, I came, was able to come in with my uh, certificate from the volunteer examiner certification and i said yes yes i got my license i got my ticket this week and so uh every time i'm on the air i i think of marie um chuck did you have an elmer uh, when you were coming up in the hobby mm, you mentioned you got your license so at ccac much. yeah um, not so much it was more self-motivating on my part and then of course once i got into uh, uh once i joined the, the two rivers club i became more active in their activities and i learned an awful lot just with that by participating um, of course, the O's are reading books, but I didn't really have an Elmer, per okay. se, no. Uh, one thing I, I want to define for people a little bit is is how amateur radio differs from radio broadcasting. A, a friend of mine, and, and we're going to talk about what a ham fest is um, here in a minute. I'm going to ask you guys to explain that, too. But uh, there's a big amateur radio convention called a hamvention in Dayton, Ohio, every year. I just got back from there uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, one of my friends got an award there, and, and one of the things that she said is that she got into ham radio because she always wanted to be a disc jockey and then she got her ham radio license and found out that amateur radio has nothing to do with being a disc jockey on the radio because you're not allowed to broadcast uh so if you're not allowed to broadcast tim it has to be uh point to point or or two-way communication what does that mean yeah it is two-way communication but it, it's an open door to meet people of all walks of life and uh all of my best friends and all of my friends in particular are amateur radio operators and they're scattered all around the world. And so you, it is an open door. In fact, amateur radio was the Internet before the Internet. It, it is the original social media. It's, it's how, you know, as kids growing up, we, this, this is how we met people. And uh, so amateur radio allows that two-way communication, but it also opens doors. And I've, I've been going to the Hamvention for 43 years. Oh, you've got a couple I, years on I, me. <laughs> and, um, you know, last year, I was in 2015, I was fortunate enough to be awarded Amateur of the Year by the Hamvention Committee. And that was a, a, an unbelievable honor for my contribution to amateur radio. And it's centered around this, this term of Elmering. And so, um, you know, that, that, is the, that is the give back because the hobby has been so good to me. It has been uh, how I've made career choices throughout my life and the people that I've met that have helped me along the way, 44 years worth of amateur radio relationships and friends. I can get on the radio tonight, Jason, and, and have contacts with people, you know, 100 miles away, 1,000 miles away, or 10,000 miles away, and we have a common bond. We have a fraternity that bonds us in amateur radio, and anybody can get involved with that. 
Let me ask you, uh, let me ask, I'll, ask, I'll put this question to Chuck Gessner from the Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club. One of the ways that I first met uh, some folks from the Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club, well, first of all, was uh, going to the uh, Barner, Barno Radio up in Elizabeth Township, and one of your members uh, used to work at the parts counter up there. But uh, also from, from you have a, what's called a ham fest on usually a Sunday morning in the springtime uh, at the Boston Spectrum Fire Hall there in Elizabeth Township. Chuck, tell, me what a, tell us what a ham fest is. Uh, it's it, it's uh, mostly a social uh, gathering. It's also a an electronic um, flea market. Um, the, the Two Rivers Clubs Ham Fest is an indoor ham fest mostly. Uh, uh, there are other ham fests in the area. Yeah, there's one but, down uh, in Washington County. There's one in Castle Shannon. Yeah, they're, they're around. Yeah, there's quite a few of them around. It almost every month. Uh, not even sick every month, but. Just about every month, there's a ham fest here in the western Pennsylvania area or within a 100 miles driving distance. So um, some of them uh, have, have small turnouts, and then, of course, there's some that have fairly large turnouts, but nothing is nothing is compared to what the, the Dayton Hamvention or the Orlando Hamcation and things like that, which draw tens of thousands of people. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of small potatoes for that, but they're, they're fun affairs mostly, uh, get-togethers, you get to meet people face to face. You get to to see what what you know what kind of stuff people are trying to sell uh, that they you know uh, like a regular flea market does. You know, you, uh, like <coughs> sort of like that. Uh, ham fests are a lot of fun. I go to just about every one in the area that I can get to, and I don't go there to buy stuff. In my don't in my case, uh, new persons have a tendency to do that. Sure. Okay. That's where I got my first there, rig. Sure. And when they get there, they get uh, they get kind of a little culture shock because you know they don't uh, they don't know anybody. Sure. Okay. And so they're all they're doing is looking for new new or used equipment at a low price, and so they get disgusted with it and they go they leave early. Well, they see they see they they're, they're losing the uh, the appeal of the hampus, which is more the socializing thing, and that's what I go to, and that's why most of my friends go to. And not everybody is is going to be friendly at a ham fest, just as everybody's not going to be friendly at a at a church festival or at a at a model train slot meet or anything else. But um, I, most of the time, if you ask a question, someone will will try to give you an answer. Sometimes the answer you get isn't what you want. Isn't what you wanted. <laughs> uh, there, uh, there, there, there are a lot of folks who think they know about things that they really don't. It's fun. Chuck Gessner is the recording secretary of the Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club in McKeesport. They are participating this weekend in Field Day, and they'll be up at White Oak Park if you're in the area of White Oak Park. Uh, when you hear this broadcast, uh, say hello. Uh, you can also find out more about their club and some of their activities at trarc.net. Uh, also on the line with us right now is Tim Duffy from the American Radio Relay League. You can find more information about them at arrl.net. Org. Tim, is it okay to say that you have also made uh, the radio hobbies and uh, amateur radio your profession? You are involved in, in a big uh, amateur radio supplier out of Akron, I believe? That's right. Uh, yes, DX Engineering is the company that I work for, okay. and we have an amazing team of uh, uh, professionals that uh, every day we work hard to deliver components and radios and antennas all around the world to radio amateurs, so it's 
It is. Uh, <laughs> it can be not just a hobby. It can dream be, job. It can be a business, and, and as you were pointing out, uh, a lot of people end up going into fields such as uh, cell phones and Wi-Fi towers and internet and everything else uh, because they they first got turned on to electronics uh, by amateur radio. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM WMCK.FM Internet Radio and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be back in 60 seconds to wrap up this week's show. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back for a final few minutes. Our guests this morning are Chuck Gessner. He is also known as W3ON from the uh, Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club in McKeesport. Also on the line with us right now is Tim Duffy, K3LR, uh, from the American Radio Relay League. And we're talking about amateur radio. We're also talking about Field Day, which is uh, going on right now all around the world as amateur radio operators uh, practice their emergency communication skills. And uh, Chuck, before we took the break, I asked you, um, have you been involved in any as they used to say in the emergency broadcast system, actual emergencies uh, where uh, amateur radio has played a role? To answer your question, yes, not recently, uh-huh. but I have in the t- in the past. Um, years ago, to point, to point things out, we had an emergency situation um, in the McKeesport area where uh, uh, some some um, uh, some railroad cars overturned okay. along along the Yakagini River right across from the city of McKeesport. And they ended up, I say they, the, the police and emergency services, ended up having to um, move people out of the the um, hospitals, which in that area, they had to move them out of there because they were afraid that, you know, the noxious fumes from that stuff was going to be involved. Well, to make a long story short, our Two Rivers Club was at a, our annual picnic in Ramseyhausen Park. Okay. And on the way home, we get a call on, on one of the local repeaters that they're looking for operators to uh, try to get communications to that area because the, the Allegheny County Police at that time uh, were having trouble communicating. So um, a bunch of us uh, from the radio club went home, gathered some radio equipment, some batteries, and went up to the uh, McKeesport High School. And when we got there, uh, the Red Cross were just pulling in because they were the people who were going to be doing this kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> they opened up the place. Uh, we went in, found a classroom, cracked a window, stuck an antenna outside <laughs> on a tripod, and we were on the air. Ah. And for about, oh, I don't know, six or seven hours. And I, I remember distinctly, you know, we, 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 we both mostly ran what they call health and welfare traffic. Mm-hmm. Sure. What that was is providing the information that people would want to know when they called the Red Cross to find out where they're uh, where their loved ones were at, okay? Mm-hmm. So we did a little bit of that. Not We were like a backup system. But while we were in the classroom, <laughs> the door opens up. There comes this, the Allegheny County Chief of Police. Okay. He says, we can't talk to the emergency people down at the crash site. Uh, okay. 
can you do that? We said, sure. We, we have only a few more minutes, and, and I, probably people listening um, can tell that I'm very interested in this topic, and I could talk to you for another half an hour, but unfortunately, we only have a 30-minute show, um, which is why it's called Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Chuck Gessner from the Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club in McKeesport is on the line with us, as along with Tim Duffy from the American Radio Relay League. Um, one thing I wanted to point out is that, you know, I enjoy the, the old uh, vacuum tube radios and the big heavy iron equipment. You know, I, I, when I go to a ham fest, I buy my radios by the pound, I always say. Um, <laughs> but there, there are a lot of people who are involved in the ham radio hobbies now who are involved in stuff all the way up into the gigahertz, the very high frequency stuff that the, or ultra high frequency microwave stuff that Wi Fi works on. The, the technology, Tim, has continued to move on, and it's not just analog, it's, it's digital as well, too. Yes, it is very much digital, and in fact, a lot of the, the pioneering experimentation is going on with amateur radio. A lot of the things that we start to take for granted, like Wi-Fi, uh-huh. had their beginnings with amateur radio operators because they, they had frequencies and spectrum to conduct these experiments and, and, and do these innovations and invent. So amateur radio provides that platform for really bringing new technologies to light. So it, once you get involved in this hobby, you can experiment to your heart's content. So, so I know a lot of folks were, were unhappy. They, there is no longer used to have to learn the Morse code, uh, the, 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 the dots and dashes, as people would say, the telegraph code, to um, get an amateur radio license. I know a lot of people were unhappy when, when that went away. But, um, A, you can still learn the, the Morse code and you get access to additional privileges as an amateur operator. And, B... Um, even if you're not, you know, it's not just dots and dashes and, and vacuum tubes. It's all the way up into uh, microchips and software-defined radios, which are uh, computer-driven uh, radios, are, are becoming a big thing in the hobby right now. They're absolutely huge. And software-defined radio, again, a lot of the refinements and innovations were brought to light through amateur radio operators, and all of us get to experience that technology as, as a result. So... You know, here, here's the saying, Jason. You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> that's, I, that's that's a good place uh, to to, to kind of leave it. Uh, Chuck, if someone wants information about the Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club or they'd, they'd like to meet some of you guys, what's the best way to, to do that, to get in touch with the local folks? Uh, our radio club's on the web, on the internet, at www.trarc.net. Uh-huh. Um, our club meetings are the uh, second Tuesday of each month. Um, at the McKeesport High School over here in Eden Park Boulevard, McKeesport. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, of course, at our, at our public activities like this field day operation coming up, too. Uh, other than that, uh, we're, we're not that high profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other clubs uh, that, are, that are more high profile than we are. but uh, there, there are a lot uh, of clubs not as old as your club either, though, in terms of well, 1962, 50, 55 years. Is, well, is we good. have a couple clubs in the area that go back into the 1920s. It's one thing I wanted to ask you about, and we're just about out of time, but um, your club's call sign, the, the letters are what? W3OC. And I believe those belong to the guy who started the first radio station in McKeesport. Am I correct about that? Uh, Hunter, Hunter, I believe Hunter that's Loman? correct. Hunter Lohman, who started a radio station called WIK in McKeesport in 1922, and I think it was off the air by 1924 or thereabouts, but uh, that was the first radio station in McKeesport, and the call sign, I believe, of the Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club honors uh, Hunter Lohman, I think. 
Uh, pretty much. If yes, someone wants true. to call in and contradict me, uh, 412-385-7450. Uh, Tim, what's a good way for people to find out? We mentioned these ham fests are a good way for someone who's a newcomer to the hobby to, to, to learn more about the hobby, maybe even buy their first radio. Um, where can people find out about the, the local ham fests in our western Pennsylvania area? It, the best place is at the American Radio Relay uh, page, which is ARRL.org. And if, or if they Google the American Radio Relay League, and if that doesn't work out, they can go to my own personal homepage, which is k3lr.com. That's k3lr.com. And there's a button on there that says email me, and I will, I will help anybody in the western Pennsylvania area to get their questions answered about this tremendous hobby of amateur radio. Um, I want to thank our guests this morning, Chuck Gessner from the Two Rivers Amateur Radio Club. You can find out more about them at trarc.net. They are up, as you're hearing this right now, they are uh, probably a little bit tired, but very happy up at White Oak Park uh, participating in the Worldwide Field Day. Chuck, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Okay, no problem at all. Glad to help. And Tim Duffy from the American Radio Relay League. He's actually the Western Pennsylvania Section Chief, and he joined us on the phone from uh, his home up in Mercer County. Tim, thank you so much for taking some time to, to talk with us today. Thanks for having us both on this morning. It was great. And thank you all for listening. And as we say in the amateur radio community, best regards, or 73. And thanks for listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, or those of WZUM. 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.